This morning, our title of the message is Believe to Receive. It's another message on prayer. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's another message on prayer. And uh, it's important that we learn how to pray. Uh, it's important that, you know, the last few weeks we've been talking about it, talking about prayer. And, um, you know, we can, the basics of prayer is I'm speaking with God. All right? I mean, you know, we can, we can simplify it to that point. But whenever we start looking at particular scriptures and start tearing, not tearing them apart, but uh, seeing what is enclosed in these, in these verses, it, it opens up to us uh, a more detailed, uh, uh, maybe a, a better expression or a better way of understanding what it means to pray and basically how it is to pray. Now, sometimes I think that people have the impression that they're not good enough to pray. Well, no, that's wrong. You know, everyone can pray. Whether, you know, the worst of sinners, how, how, how else is the worst of sinners going to confess their sin to God unless they pray and God hears them? <laughs> so God is always listening to us and he's always with us. And, you know, it is not, backing up a little bit, it is not the will of God that any should perish. It, it means that it, God's will is that everyone come to know him as Savior. That's God's will. Now, is everybody going to be saved, meaning forgiven of their sins? No, because some people refuse to ask. <laughs> you know, if you want something, you have to ask for it. You know, whenever you're, you're, you have children or whatever, you know, I, I, I've seen some parents where the, 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 the kid will grunt and the, and, the, and the parent will go, do you want that? Uh, do you, you know, uh, uh, you know, and they go, well, do you want this? Uh, you know, well, what do you want? Uh. <laughs> you know, well, what do you want, you know? So God isn't that way. God wants us to ask. And if something is desired, something is longed for, something that is needed, something that is desired, we are to ask. Mark eleven twenty three. Truly I tell you that if anyone says to this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and has no doubt in his heart, but believes that it will happen, it will be done for him. Verse 24 is our text. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. And when you stand in prayer, if you hold anything against another, forgive it, so that your Father in heaven will forgive your trespasses. Now, the main topic or the main section of our discussion to this morning is verse 24, but we have to start with verse 25. <laughs> if you have anything against another person, you have to forgive. Bottom line, you have to forgive. Because forget to, to not forgive is a, is a matter of pride. <laughs> it's a matter of, I've been hurt and they need to pay. <laughs> I need to hurt them back. And so pride, in some way, this, this uh, pain that someone has created or brought into your life has injured you, injured your dignity, injured you in some way that you are hurting by it. And so whenever we feel injured, 
we feel that it is our responsibility to injure them. Eye for an eye, the Bible says. And, but did you know that an eye for eye was the beginning of grace? Because at that time period, when someone from one family member would go over and kill a person from another family member, you know, of another family, the family where someone was killed would all rally around and go over and try and wipe out the other family. <laughs> so it was like, you, you killed one of mine, I come over and kill all of yours. <laughs> well, eye for an eye is, if someone has come over and injured someone in our family, then that person has to be brought to justice and that person has to be punished. So it was taking it from a mob mentality down to a singular act in which a person was responsible for their action. Well, now Jesus has told us, forgive as we have been forgiven. Um, forgive our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us, meaning that if we don't forgive, our sins are not forgiven. But more than that, Whenever we are prideful, prideful enough to hold on to our pain, what's going to happen when God answers our prayer? Our pride is going to go up through the roof. You see, I don't need to forgive them. <laughs> God answered my prayer. I'm better than you, even though I hate your guts. <laughs> You know, that's not how it works. And so that's why God is saying that you have to forgive in order for you to receive divine assistance. Because the divine assistance is necessary for us to succeed in the path of life, in the plan of life. And Jesus, who is the greatest of all, he came to serve. He came to allow, he came to, to forgive us of our sins. I mean... <laughs> We have in communion, you know, we talked about how that without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. God didn't change the rules because he had to pay the price. He paid the price because it was the rule. And before the foundation of the earth, before there was ever creation, before there was ever sin, before there was ever a Satan, before there was ever a fall from grace with the, the angels in heaven, Jesus is a sacrifice for sin, even though nothing has been done to that point. So he is our Savior. So in this verse, when it says, Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours, it almost sounds like that's, um, that's too good to be true. <laughs> I have a lot of things I want to ask for, <laughs> and I'm going to get them all. <laughs> well, it's not so arrogant as that. But it is an arresting thought because we are limited in our perspectives. We, we are limited in how that we can perceive things and allow things to happen in our life. Can you imagine, uh, and I thought of this for David Michael in Central America and El Salvador. Can you imagine these people in the rural communities, I mean out in the middle of nowhere, where maybe one person in the village has a vehicle, and the nearest store is 30 miles away, and nobody comes into their village, the roads there are very poor, and they're praying that God would provide for them, that God would help them. <laughs> and for hundreds of years, it's been this, this very same way. They've been a, a subsistence existence. Whatever you grow, you eat, and if you don't grow it, you don't eat. 
But along comes Enlase, which the organization that David works with, and they come into this village and start to help them to grow crops, to grow vegetables, to, you know, how to plant things and how to cook with them and, you know, have telepathy ponds where they can have fish and, you know, that actually help them through the, the, the pandemic, that these villages were able to sustain themselves and people had something to eat because they had started these fish ponds, <laughs> farms. So you see... For God to answer prayer, sometimes it, it, it just kind of is greater than what we can imagine. So what makes this verse so hard to comprehend? <laughs> because it's hard to get our life around this idea that whatever you ask for in prayer, believe and you will receive it. You know, I think the real, the common thing is that people like to put limits. We live within limits. All of our life, this is my, my um, soapbox. Okay, you ready? You're going to stand up. You know, all of our lives in school, we're, we're told to stand in line. You know, in college, we're told to stand in line. After you graduate from college, be yourself. <laughs> get, out of, get out of line. Succeed. Go ahead. You know, it's like, wait a minute. I've been taught to stand in line. Why do I get out of line now? God said so. <laughs> God said, get out of line. Not out of line, you know, so that you're bad, but move out and move ahead. For God has a plan and a purpose for us, and he has dreams in our hearts and lives, and he wants to, to make them happen. Isaiah talks about it. The people seek to make an alliance with whomsoever can fulfill their dreams. This was in the Sunday school lesson today. When, the, when the, in Judah, the, the nation of Judah, they... They made an alliance with Egypt. And the prophet says, no. They thought that that would protect them. Sometimes we make alliances with people or groups of people or organizations in order to get ahead. Well, God is saying, don't plan on that working. Make your alliance with me. So some would rather believe in magic, fairy tales. Some would rather believe in destiny and soul mates and all that kind of stuff so but what do you believe what do you understand whatever you ask for in prayer believe that you have received it and it will be yours Zechariah says this is what the Lord says not by might not by power but by my spirit saith the Lord we have to remember that what we are and who we are and how we become, how we understand, it's by the Spirit of God abiding within us. Jesus says, uh, do not be like them, the guys who are the pagans and so on. He says, don't be like them, for your father, know, your father knows what you need before you ask him. So here's the premise. We are to ask God, believing and here's a verse that said God already knows what we need. <laughs> so why make our request known to God? Because the Bible says, Be not anxious for anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving let your request be made known to God. So God who knows everything wants us to pray and ask because 
we could assume that once we get what we want, we would say, oh, that's fate. <laughs> oh, that's this, this alliance that I've made with other people. That's what brought it into my life. No, we are looking at how God has brought it into our life. We have prayed and we have asked, and God has said, if you believe, these things can be brought into your life. So our requests are made known to God, and they have a particular emphasis that we are to believe. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it. Now, in, in Moses, whenever he's in Moses, when Moses was, um, I was saying, when Moses wrote this in Exodus 24, Moses came and told the people all the words and ordinances of the Lord. And they all responded with one voice. All the words that the Lord has spoken, we will do. It sounds like, a, that's, that's good. Well, what has the Lord spoken? Jesus is the one who said, we have this in our, our, our text. I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. So just as the children of Israel under Moses, and Moses explained to them what God had said, they responded, we will do what the Lord has spoken. So here we are. What has the Lord spoken? The Lord has spoken that whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received and it will be yours. Joshua 24, 15 but if, it, but if it is unpleasing in your sight to serve the Lord, then choose for yourself this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of your fathers that served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. The people replied, Far be it from us to forsake the Lord to serve other gods. You see, other gods can be whatever you worship, wherever you think your strength comes from. My strength comes from my, my strength, <laughs> my mind, my ability to work, my ability to serve, my, you know, my ability to communicate. My strength is, well, you see, all of us have strengths. But our greatest strength is what comes from God. And God comes on and he... Um, supersizes. <laughs> he supersizes what we got. He makes it better, greater, stronger, and, and can develop it beyond what we ever thought possible. So serving God, depending on God, is asking. <laughs> so look again at this verse. Whatever you ask for. Whatever. Why would Jesus say that? Everything that you pray and ask for. Believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Why would he use such a strong, inclusive statement? Everything. Whatever you ask for in prayer. Why would God say such a thing? Everything. Everything. We either step forward or we step backward when we hear that. Whenever we step backward, we, we use qualifying clauses like, well, that really doesn't apply to me because... I'm not good enough, I'm not holy enough, I haven't done this, you don't know my past, you don't know what I've done, you don't, you know, forget it, God does. He doesn't say everybody but David can receive everything that they ask for. See, there's no exclusion clauses here. Jesus doesn't exclude anyone. 
We're all in this category of asking and receiving, so we need to step forward, not step backward with questions. Okay, of course we have questions. I mean, it's, it's, it's an impossibility. It is totally impossible for this verse to work without God. <laughs> you see, we can't make it happen and we can't, we can't get our mind around it, but if we have faith enough to ask, God has the ability to fulfill. You see, step forward is asking, declaring, speaking, whatever you ask for in prayer, that you have received it. It's the same as all things. All things that you ask for. So we then are as spiritual beings and physical beings as well. We are spiritual, and as spiritual beings, we are to understand that God has a plan for this life, for this physical person, and it will take the spiritual realities to make it work. You see, if Jesus ret- when Jesus returns, and if he should, co- he should return while we're alive and standing around here, what's going to happen? He's, we're going to be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, we're going to go right to heaven. So what happens is this spiritual body is going to be more powerful, (laughs) greater than this physical body. It's going to be changed. We're going to have an eternal body. Well, we find that this spirit that is eternal, that abides within us, wants to help this physical thing here, that we, this shell that we live in. (laughs) This shell that we live in isn't eternal. It's dust. <laughs> to, Clint, to, to, uh, to quote the great prophet Clint Eastwood, uh, the birds got to eat, eat as much as the, the, the bugs and the worms, you know. There's no need to bury them. <laughs> Speaking of the body, you know. Some of you who are not, well, we'll leave that one go and move on. Psalm 50, verse 5, Call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver thee, and, and thou shalt glorify me. So there's a purpose in all of this, that God wants to glorify himself. Why does God want to glorify himself? God wants people to understand him through you. God wants other people to have a glimpse of himself through you. Well, What if we then have to be examples of Christ? And Jesus is the one who said, believe in what you're asking for and you will receive it. Why? Why is it so important? Because we are the messengers of Jesus here on earth and so that the world may know that Jesus lives and abides within us. Who wants a God who's dead? Who wants a God who who can't walk and talk with us through the scripture, through the spirit. Who wants a God that, you know, can't get out of bed in the morning? <laughs> or is laying around and, you know, that can't wake him up, you know? No. We have a God who serves, who cares, and wants to be with us. You see, all things whatsoever you pray for. Believing is an exercise of the mind, the heart, the soul. Believing is a surrendering of the will. We are taking Christ's word. Jesus said this. Whatever. If Jesus were standing here, which he is in our spirits, he's here with us. Holy Spirit is here with us. 
And the, the, the Spirit is saying to us, whatever, whatever you ask for, believing, I'll do this for you. That's quite a declaration. <laughs> Believe that you have. Did you know that? That's a present tense. Believe that you have. Not that you will have, but that you have. You know, it's, it's far from being an opinion. I have an opinion of God. Everybody has an opinion. doesn't have to have any facts. People just make up stuff. And then there are assumptions. People assume, you know, uh, <laughs> you ever had a wrong assumption? Yeah. I won't tell you what I had. But anyhow, a wrong assumption. People assume things that really, it, you know, they're thinking one thing and they have, you know, we were, we were at a basketball game yesterday and there was these people laughing and we were all laughing because one of the basketball players did something and, and it was funny and we're all laughing and someone down there thought we were laughing at the coach. That was an assumption. It was totally wrong, but you, they just assumed something. And see, the challenge is for us, don't assume, be willing to forgive, be able to control what it is that you're thinking and where you're going with your life. He who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says. Huh. We have an ear to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying through the Word of God. It is impossible where there is faith, where there is true faith, it is impossible for God not to answer. <laughs> Double negative. That for God not to answer, it's impossible. Where we have faith, it is impossible for God not to answer. So can we do the one thing that Jesus asked of us? Can we do the one thing that Jesus asked of us? What does he ask us to do? Believe. Believe. What are we doing? We are believing his word. His word. He said this. He's the one who brought it up to his disciples. He's the one who told his disciples to do this. And it continues to ring on through the ages. If you, you see, therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received and it will be done. You see, believe that you have. Believe that you have. You know, a lady, whenever she is expecting a child, I mean, she, she's pregnant, has, going to have a baby, what do we say? She is expecting. Does she have a baby? We would technically, well, no, she doesn't have a baby. Well, she's pregnant. Well, does she have a baby? Well, yeah, she has a baby in her womb. So she is expecting. Whenever we are expecting, something is birthed inside of us and you see, we have received it. So we are believing and praying for something, and we are pregnant, expecting an answer to the prayer. You have it. Well, I can't see it. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You can't see the baby, but she has one. I don't see it. <laughs> so you see, it's almost like Whenever we pray for forgiveness, forgive us of our sins. That's a prayer of asking and receiving forgiveness. 
We're asking God, who, is the, who does the forgiving, to forgive us, and we receive that, washing our sins away. So what changes? If it doesn't change us, then nothing happened. But it changes us because God has forgiven. Our name is written in his book of life. We'll live forever. God has, you know, has walked with us every day of our life. And we have a new person, new attitude. Well, what about our feelings? Some people feel great relief. Some people don't feel anything. But it doesn't mean they're not saved or written, their name written in the book of life. When we pray, you receive. Well, what if we don't feel it? Doesn't matter. What if, we, what, if we, <laughs> what if we forget about it? God doesn't. <laughs> if it's that important, we, we know that uh, to God it is very important. This is one of my favorite texts in John chapter 11, verse 40. Jesus replied, Did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. This is for Lazarus. and they, Lazarus is dead. He's been dead four days. And so they took away the stone. Then Jesus lifted up his eyes, lifted his eyes upward and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I know that you always hear me. But I say this for the benefit of the people standing here, so they may believe that you sent me. He's telling us Jesus, you know, he doesn't have to explain. He can just say, Lazarus, get out of there. <laughs> you know? But he, he looks to the Father and he prays. What are we doing? We are praying to the Father. I'm asking God. And what are we doing? We are expressing our faith. We are believing for God to do something to answer, to restore, to heal, to make a path, to give us direction for our life. We are asking. Because if we don't ask... Uh, uh, we're just grunting around. But God wants us to ask. We are to identify in our mind, in our heart, what God wants to do for us and what God wants to do in us. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. Let them approach God's throne. I like this one. Let them approach God's throne of grace with confidence. King James says, let us come boldly to the throne room of God. <laughs> let us come boldly to the throne of grace. It's like we belong in God's presence, and every time we pray, we march right into the presence of God, and there God and I are communing together as friend with friend. And so why would we come boldly to the throne of grace, come marching in there like we belong there, and say, oh, um, I'm not worthy to get anything from you. <laughs> no. He brings us into the presence of God and we are to share with him what our needs are and what's going on in our life. And he asks us, do you really believe this? <laughs> John 14, 13, and, and anything that you will ask in my name, I shall do it for you, that the Father may be glorified. <coughs> so what we are asking and what we are receiving, Jesus imparts different segments of there for us. And he's telling us that anything that you ask for in my name, I will do it for you. There's a reason that the Father may be glorified in his Son. That God may be glorified 
in his son who lives inside of us. So every answer to our prayer is not about how great we are or how much faith we have, but how good God is. And other people can see that, and we don't have the pride to run around and tell people, you know, how great we are and how, what a connection we got with God. <laughs> Why? We have forgiven. Those who have walked all over our pride, we just let it go. We forgive them and let it go. Because in Jesus, there isn't any pride. He walks on water. When you start walking on water, maybe then you can be a little prideful. <laughs> but I doubt it. Because you get prideful, you sink. So <laughs> it's as simple as that. So in our lives, then we are to look to God and ask God to be with us, to glorify God in our lives and in the answers to our prayers. How did you get that? How did that happen for you? I ask. I believe and I want to draw attention in your life to God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I told someone today, or last night, I said, you know where I'm going to be tomorrow? And he said, yeah, I know where I'm going to be, in bed. And I was an invitation to come to church, but he didn't get it. Maybe I ought to play this for him or something. Tell him to listen to the Sunday morning podcast. But anyhow... But you see, he ever lives to intercede for us. <laughs> Believing that you have received and you shall have it. Believing that God is willing to work miracles in your life. Believing that God wants to do this. <laughs> and Jesus is saying to us, I tell you, I tell you, David, anything, anything, that you ask for in prayer and that you believe not in fate, not in this, but in him, in God, you have received it. It will be yours. You have received it. Did anyone ever put their hand over your eyes and say, come with me, <laughs> you know, and you go somewhere and they, they say, open your eyes and there's something wonderful? Well, when we open our, whenever we close our eyes, if you do, in prayer, when you open them, before you is the answer to your prayer. Well, I don't see it, but in your spiritual eye, in your spiritual ear, you heard it, you see it, and you know it's coming. <laughs> Jesus is the author and perfecter of our faith. Jesus gives us the spirit of faith. If any of you lack faith, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. So, the answer to our prayer already exists in the spiritual realm. God already has it lined up it's on the conveyor. Got it, got it in the truck. You know, he got it, in, he got it on that, uh, the angels, got them on their back. They were, I don't know why they're carrying it, whatever. But anyhow, the angels got it, and they said, he's just waiting for you to, to mail in the address of where it needs to be delivered. And the answer to that is, 
delivered it to my house, deliver it to my life, because I am believing that I have it, and it's coming. Amen? Jesus, we thank you for hearing our prayers. And God, we know that you tell us that we are to ask for anything and everything, and that we have enough faith to believe that it really is coming to us by your hand. God, we are grateful. Lord, help us to ask in faith, knowing that it will be ours. It already is ours. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. So what are you supposed to do? Ask. <laughs> Believe. Ask. <laughs>